All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of I Think I'm Doing This Right. Although this is a Wednesday, I mean, do days really matter anymore? But I'm going to record a little something. I might publish it today. I might not. Who knows? But here on I Think I'm Doing This Right, we talk about dating and relationship issues, single solo co-parenting issues, life issues, mommy issues, daddy issues, because I know I'm just trying to figure this out. I'm sure you're trying to figure it out. So why not we figure it out together? As I mentioned, (laughs) it is um, hump day. And usually I've been trying to record on Thursdays. I did record on some Saturdays, but... um, because you know life is happening and life happens to all of us but um i've had a lot of things on my mind and uh i saw a lot of energy around my last episode so i thought i'd record something new um just in the middle of the week to share my thoughts and so some of the things i've been thinking about this week like as I mentioned before, dating seems to be a big thing. Like people want to know who you dating or why you not dating. And um, I was <laughs> thinking about um, just this whole issue that I've run into personally when I see um, Facebook, Instagram and things like that and how it does cause me um, sadness. Like I won't say full on depression, but it, it makes me sad when I see other people get into relationships and I see people getting engaged and stuff like that and I'm like why not me God like why not me and I know that there are other single mothers who think the same thing all right sorry I had to stop for a second because you know what it's like to be in a single mom your kids wake up or your kids come in the room such is life so I was saying before how watching social media sometimes will make you it makes me sad like it makes me sad because I think about like did I miss opportunities um I know that (laughs) I see those posts where I'm like a lot of good women waste great years on toxic men and I know I fall into that category because I've wasted a lot of time on um, things that just didn't serve me. I've wasted a lot of time on relationships that were not beneficial to me um, and that went nowhere. Or, you know, one situation I had to tell a friend of mine, I was like, you know, this friend has known me since college and to now when I talk to some of my friends from college, I'm like, yo, you know, we've known each other for almost 20 years. <laughs> um, makes you sad. <laughs> but, you know, I was telling one of my friends like, yo, I wasted a lot of time back in the day on somebody that was not going to marry me in four years. You know, people who I see people who are like, man, I met my wife or I met my husband and the next year we were married. Um, within six months, I propose. Um, I have a friend of mine who's like, he met his wife and three months later he proposed. And um, he was just like, you just know, like, you know, but sometimes people will drag things out. He was like, you know, and I've had male friends, like sometimes men will just drag things out because they're like, oh, I might miss out on something better or she's great. But, you know, I could meet somebody that's, you know, better looking than her. I can meet somebody that's um, 
you know more of a freak than her it's just different things he was like so some men are just immature and they just want to hold on to a good woman till they exhaust until they think they've exhausted their options right and so for me it's like I see people getting engaged and I'm like, man, is it ever going to happen for me? Am I not pretty enough? And am I not skinny enough? Am I not thick enough? Am I not this enough or that enough? And when we just overwhelm ourselves with that information, we overwhelm ourselves with overthinking about it, that we lose the sight of what's really important. Like, do you love you as you are right now? Are you happy with you? And then there was, you know, another thing that I came across from Tony Robbins. Um, and he was talking about how, and I've probably said this before, uh, this celebrity he was working with. And she was like, um, I want to get married and have my own children. And because I've always wanted to have my own children and I've always wanted to have kids. And he was like, then adopt. And she's like, no, I don't want to adopt because um, I want to have my own birth children because my own birth children will love me more. And he's like, that's not true. We know a lot of people who don't deal with their mothers, or a lot of people who don't deal with their fathers or parents who don't deal with their children. Like, it just is what it is. And so her when she got to the core of it the core issue was she wanted uh, you know undenying uh, companionship she wanted to know that this person would never leave her but the reality of the situation was she had to peel back the layers and so you know when I think about some things that I've said and I've done in my past and like I look at friends who um, as I mentioned in the other episode like friends that have turned away from me since they got in a relationship and I'm like you know I know that they're thinking you know this partner is not going to leave me or this partner is not going to abandon me and Bree might not deal with me anymore or because I've walked away from that relationship and sometimes they think that they could just come back and pick us up like once they've you know left us alone you know like oh you know I was tripping you know I was new in this relationship whatever whatever um but I had to peel back the layer and my layer that, you know, pains me the most is loyalty. You know, I am um, a Leo <laughs> and my Zodiac sign. And so I am sometimes loyal to a fault. Like once I let you in, I'm like, okay, you're in, you're good. Um, you can hurt me, you know, five, 10, 20 times. And I'm gonna be like, you know what? I'm gonna forget this person cause they're in, but then it, it comes a point for, you know, most people and everybody where you get hurt the right way, or you get hurt just enough. And you're like, nah, I really can't trust this person no more. Or I really am not, I'm not really fucking with this person no more. And that's what it is. Um, so when you think about like loyalty for me loyalty is huge can i depend on you because as a single parent as a solo parent knowing that i had no one to call on knowing that i didn't have support knowing that i didn't have you know people that were going to pick up my slack to me it was like i had no other options there was no loyalty i had to be loyal to myself I had to be undyingly loyal to my son. So loyalty is a big thing for me. And when I meet someone and I start pull up, you know, I'm going to say this, but let me preface it. I'm not talking about sex. <laughs> when I start putting out, 
when I start giving giving things up and I'm like, yo, let me show you how loyal I am. Let me show you how involved I am in this. Let me show you how ride or die I am. You know, like at the end of the day, I'm looking at the situation like, you know, what am I, what am I going to get out of this? And that's, it's, what am I getting out of this in the sense of, uh, can I count on you? If I ask you to do something, will you do it? If I ask you to do something, will you come through? Um, and then now, just because of circumstances, if you drop the ball too, one too many times, I'm out. Like, I'm just, I'm good because unfortunately for um, women like myself, men who've been in my similar situation, I know single male fathers, they also are damaged in the sense of, well, I'm not doing nothing for these women until I see them doing X, Y, and Z for me, or I'm not coming through for somebody until they do this for me. Like that's the wrong way to approach it. Um, and I have to do my work, you know, it pisses me off when people say like, Oh, you know, if you forgive somebody, you forgive them and just move on. Like, yeah, I, I forgive people. But then you also, you know, it was funny because I've had someone who did me dirty, who did me dirty and I forgave them. I mean, I'm talking about some horrible ish and I forgave them. And then they said, never forget what I did to you. They said it, not me not me they were just like i appreciate the fact that you are such a forgiving person but don't ever forget what i did to you and i was like don't think that i have first of all don't think that i have like i'm just some dumb dumb out here like okay do 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 i was like okay i i'm picking up what you putting down but i will never forget what you did to me because it was so heinous but at the end of the day I cannot pick that baggage up every time I see you because it's a heavy load to carry. So if every time I see you, I pick up this 30 pound, this 30 pound bag of shit that you did to me, like, yeah, it'll eventually get easier. But every time I see you, I know I got to pick some stuff up just to be like, ugh. every time this motherfucker come around, I got to pick up this heavy ass bag that to me, that's it's exhausting. It is truly exhausting. And so when I see all those, you know, things that make me sad, I'm like, okay, what about this makes me sad? What about seeing other people happy that is, um, you know, a pain point for me? And it's because I have not had that sense of happiness in a relationship um, because I've settled. And that was the epiphany that came to me this week was where I see some people no shade preface all the time no shade people would rather be settled in a relationship than being satisfied alone and I am satisfied alone because I know that I'm able to have the autonomy and the freedom that I want in my in my life. Um, as much as I will sacrifice in a relationship, I've walked into many a relationships where I'm the only one sacrificing. I'm walked into many a relationships where I'm the only one that's giving up stuff. And I just think that why? Or just literally just settling. Like I met people and I'm like, 
oh, I like this guy or, oh, um, I, li I like this guy or I like um, being in the, being with this person simply because I'm like I'm in a relationship and I know that this person would I'm, I'm a benefit to them. They need me. I'm doing stuff to help them. But when you peel back the onion, <laughs> as always, it's usually one person that is doing more. And, and it doesn't always have to be but you know in a lot of situations I've been in I'm the person that's sacrificing a lot I'm the person that is trying to prove a lot and the other person is just coasting on their coasting on whatever not even their good looks just coasting on the fact that shit um, she, she glad that she got me she glad that I'm even with her and I'm sitting up here like I'm not ugly I'm not you know I'm not unattractive um I make a good living I keep a you know good house and I can cook and I you know you you run down all your accolades but then you also still are using your accolades to boost you up to say like you should want me because I do all these things and I check all these boxes but if you know somebody don't want you they don't want you it is nothing you can do about it. You will never be pretty enough. You will never be smart enough. You will never make enough money. You will never be a freaky enough. If they don't want you, they don't want you. And they might be settling for you because they know that you are a good arm candy and you're easily manipulated. You are um, a great cook and you are financially stable. So they know if they fuck up financially, you always going to have their back. You might be, um, you know, my girl <laughs> has a great house and, you know, people be like, oh, you know, she got this banging house. And, you know, if I just get with her, I can stay in this beautiful house and I can have this lap of luxury. And she got this and she got that. Like people will take assessment of you and they will try to sweet talk you and do whatever they need just to get into that space. But if it ain't working, it ain't working. And why settle? Why settle to say I'm in a relationship? This exhaust, trust me, when I've settled in the past being in a relationship, I've always been miserable within six months. It has never failed. Miserable. Like I'm talking about, I hate seeing this motherfucker face. <laughs> I, I can't stand looking at you. And it has been exhausting. And then I see all these people that are getting engaged and they're showing off their ring and look at my happy relationship. And I'm like, man, I want that. But again, we have to remember everything that glitters ain't gold. Everything that look good and it ain't look good to you ain't really good for you. You know, it's a lot of women who, you know, take Evelyn, I think Evelyn's from uh, Basketball Wives. She was with Ocho Cinco, Chad Ocho Cinco, and everybody was like, they look so good together. He was beating her up. Is it worth it, girl? <laughs> Is it worth it having somebody put their hands on you? He looked good. It sound good. But is it really worth it to go behind closed doors and somebody putting their hands on you? I mean, and I, I commend her for being brave enough to walk away. And people, you know, will say like, oh, well, she got him out. It doesn't matter. There's never, ever, 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 ever a situation where a man should ever put his hands on a woman. Point blank, period. Period. But getting off topic, like the fact of the matter is I've had that epiphany this week and 
I looked at my situation like, I'm not going to be upset that I'm still single. I'm not going to be concerned about the fact that I haven't found my forever love. I'm not going to be, you know, discouraged because I haven't had more children. I'm not going to, you know, let that consume me because um, who knows what out there is waiting for me. And it could be something better if we constantly are comparing ourselves to someone else's relationship or someone else's blessing. We're going to miss ours. I know I looked at my situation like, man, I don't have this and this and this. And God like, girl, turn around. You got that. You got that. I'm giving you this. I'm, I've moved you here. I put you there. I put you in this circle. And I love the one post that said, um, like when we think about the relationships we've lost in the past and it was like, um, God, why did, why did I lose this relationship? And God's response was because I was in rooms that you weren't and I heard conversations you never did where basically is hitting on the idea that, you know, he's been around that person or you know the people you've dated and he's heard things he's god is omnipotent he can see things he's in all places at all time omnipresent omnipotent like he's everywhere he sees all he knows all so when you think about god when you think about the universe in the universe will return to you what's good for you so if you're putting good in the world the universe isn't going to return bad to you And so sometimes when, you know, quote unquote, bad things happen to good people, it's I think it's when you're a good person and something bad happens to you, it's trying to move you out of the way so good can happen for you or when more good can happen to you because sometimes we are walking in spaces that we don't even belong you trying to be in a relationship that's not even right for you i am so grateful you know like even now i am so grateful i i know several men who have um several men who have dated me in the past and who are now married and i'm like yo I'm so sad, like, that could have been me. But then I'm thinking about it like, ugh, that could have been me. (laughs) And I was either not physically attracted to them or there was something they were doing to me that just wasn't beneficial. But I'm glad I got out of the way so they, they could find their wife. I'm glad that I got out of the way because I wasn't that blessing for them. Nor was I willing to tolerate some of the things that they were doing. And not to say that they're doing that to their wives. I hope you're Freddy now. Okay. I was playing then. It was ready for me. All right. I just didn't even have time to pause. Like, the, y'all just got all of that. <laughs> so, I just am grateful that I, I stepped out of the way. And um, I'm, all of those situations, what's funny is, in three relationships I think about, I was the one who was like, no, no more. I can't do this or I don't want to be here. And all three of those men, um, two are married and one is engaged. And I'm like, I'm grateful that I got out of the way because you wasn't for me. And I was, was not for them. And, um, it's, it's not even sad for me because, you know, one guy I would have waited if I stayed with him, we had a good relationship, but if I would have stayed with him, I knew that I was going to wait almost a decade before he would have proposed. 
10 years and I don't even think they have children like so now hindsight being 2020 I don't think he wants children or I don't think that's something that he wants to um he you know have but that's not me like I wanted a house I wanted kids I wanted these things and he was not on that train so I'm like okay <laughs> so it would it would not have worked um another guy wanted children he's like I want kids tomorrow I want I want you to knock me out three kids but he's now in a relationship they don't have any kids still um and I would have given him those children but it came with a lot of stipulations and I was like not on that bandwagon and the stipulations of um, not working, being subservient, not submissive, being subservient. And I was like, homie, no, not today, not tomorrow, not next week. Let me tell you, I can be submissive, but I'm not your servant. I don't work for you. And that was the energy that I was receiving. So I said, I can't be here. This is not for me. I don't know if that's the situation. Again, don't know the situation with what was happening to him, what's going on with him now, but that was my life with him. And, um, you know, I just look at some of the relationships and I'm like, yo, God, you know, I want to be married. And God, I feel and I believe is telling me I am making something so great for you that you cannot fathom it you cannot you are not gonna believe it you're not gonna when it happens it's gonna blow your mind you're gonna say it's too good to be true like no lord nah you playing you you trip no it is going to be a great situation and you are going to be so overjoyed and i that's what i'm banking on literally that's what i'm putting my faith into so if you are um, one of those women who thought like me or felt like me in any of those instances, just know that you are not alone um, and that you are heard, you are recognized. If you're one of those men who are like, I'm waiting for my my uh, queen, I'm waiting for my princess, my, my dream come true, then just know that we are out here, we waiting, <laughs> we got our vision board together, you know, my vision board, it has a picture of a couple that are, they look like they're mad in love and they're happy and I, you know I write my I am statements I am this I am that I'm a wife I'm a great mother I am happy I'm peaceful I'm like write your I am statements don't give up on that and just know that you know once you find your pain points you peel back your layers and you understand okay like this is what bothers me this is what you know has been an issue for me then you can start working through that stuff it's and you know it's not hard and you you will feel so much better when you start recognizing like okay this is why I feel the way I do this is why I'm dealing with what I'm dealing with because of these these emotions that I've had these feelings that I've had whatever whatever and so um again just know you're not alone and i wanted to make this short but it is what it is um i appreciate you all for listening hope you have a super fantastic day um check me out on social media at brie lately um or at www.brielately.com um and my books seven short breaths seven short breaths on amazon or liars involved also on amazon and I appreciate you for listening and I will check you out next time. Peace.
All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of I Think I'm Doing This Right. This is your girl, Bree, and welcome. If you welcome, if you're a first time listener or a returning listener, thank you so much for joining. I Think I'm Doing This Right is a podcast about dating, relationships, single, solo, co parenting issues. Mommy issues, daddy issues, life issues, family issues, work issues, because I'm just figuring it out. I'm sure you're figuring it out. So why not we figure it out together? When I tell y'all, first of all, this episode is about to be a twofer. (laughs) You get a twofer oneer. The first piece I meant to uh, actually, and you'll hear it in there, I meant to uh, released that the other day. Um, so you have, if you've listened to the first part, you will have known that I meant to release that on a Wednesday or Thursday. (laughs) But, um, when I tell you life comes at you fast, it, um, really comes at you fast. Most of you, if you've been listening for the last, uh, couple months now, know that I have been on a home, owning journey. And I literally got down to the finish line, did all the, did all the right things y'all. Like, I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Today's episode is really about like being my true authentic self. I always try to be my true, I try. I'm always giving you my, um, most authentic self. Um, sometimes it is a little bit filtered, but I just got to be 100. Like I just got to keep being more real and it's a process for me but um I got down to the finish line of buying this house and um I'm still there (laughs) today is supposed to be my second official closing day the first official closing day got pushed back because um the lender kind of dropped the ball and they needed to rearrange some things so they need to move my closing day back Uh, about a week. So last week was supposed to be my closing day. This week has turned in, this Monday has turned into my new official closing day because that's what day it is. It is what it is, y'all. And um, so last week I was doing my best to make sure I got everything taken care of. I was like, I'm going to make sure I got the, you know, the wire transfer setup. I'm going to double, triple, triple check to make sure I had everything right. I mean, I was like, I had to execute this stuff like to the T. When I tell you, I have been so um, adamant about following the rules to a T, like not shortcutting shit. I'm not trying to, you know, sidestep, do nothing. I was like, straight arrow doing things I you know set a goal and I was like I'm not gonna borrow money from my 401k I'm not gonna do this I'm not gonna borrow a lot of money from my family or friends like I'm gonna save the money I'm gonna do this I'm gonna pick out the house I'm gonna paint like I'm not paying every room I'm gonna be honest <laughs> I'm, I'm not because you know I'm, I'm so happy for this house because it has a lot of the things that I want it has so many of the things that I want so I'm just like, but I'm going to put sweat equity into this and I'm going to push and push and push. And yo, I did all those things. Friday, Thursday, 
Wednesday, Thursday, (laughs) I got to the finish line waiting for my lender and the title company to send me the final numbers so I could make sure that the money was moved and, you know, we were good to go. You know, I made sure I didn't need to move any more money from an account to make sure that the, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) pollen. Um, to make sure every all the balances were right. Like I wanted to make sure that I was good. Wednesday, I'm basically stalking these people and they're like, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. For Thursday, they're like, we don't know yet. We're, we're so close. We just don't want you to send too much money. We don't want you to send too little money. That's why they're trying to wait until they knew the exact number. So I'm like, yo, y'all got to tell me something. I would rather, and I'm talking to my girl. She was like, send too much money so they have to pay you back. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, I'm like, when's the last minute? I'm like, I'm trying to wait to the last possible uh, time frame in in regards to making sure that I have more than enough time, right? Um, they're like, when is the last time frame to send this twenty four hour wire transfer? And they're like, Friday at at noon, right? So I'm like, Eastern Standard Time really was like my goal, like by noon one o'clock Eastern Standard Time because it was like noon Pacific Standard Time that it had to be done. Anywho. Thursday didn't give me the numbers. Friday morning, they give me the numbers. <laughs> and I'm like, on it. Let's go. I jump up, grab my son, throw him in the car. And I don't throw him in the car. He's almost five. Y'all, y'all know this. But I get my kid in the car. We go, you know, because you got to fax shit and you got to email and you got to scan this and that and make sure that all, you know, I'm trying to do all of this shit. Because I don't have the resources clearly here in my house. My house is packed up and because I'm moving into my new house. I did everything flawlessly, y'all. With time to spare, I called the bank. I'm like, initiate that transfer. Da-da-da-da-da. I'm excited. There's when the shoe falls. I was so happy the rest of the day like I was on cloud nine I'm like I got this done I'm so excited blah 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 and come to find out Friday night my bank sent me a nice email when I sent um I asked them on the phone like hey this last form you're gonna send me when do I need to send this back on the call from the bank, the girl says, I've executed your wire transfer. She says, I'm send you this one last form. And I said, okay, great. She was like, don't send it. Don't send this last form back to us until you are at the closing. You sign it and blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm like, do it need to be notarized? She was like, no, it's just to confirm that these, you know, everything went smoothly. I said, great. So me being nosy, because she sent the form to me after their office had closed. I finally read the form at like seven o'clock at night and I'm like seven, eight o'clock, like, okay, let me just see what this form is. And it looked like a pretty standard form. It was just like she described it. It was just a form that required my signature to confirm that I wanted the wire to go through for, you know, that particular company. So I was like, man, well, this doesn't look like, you know, 
anything too hard. Let me sign it. Be proactive instead of reactive. Let me be proactive. Sign it now and send it back. So come Monday, after I do everything, I'll just call them and tell them that they already have it. I send it back. I got a response like within an hour that was like, unfortunately, um, our offices that process the wire transfer is closed and we did not process your wire transfer today. A what? And then proceeded to tell me, if you would like to start this process all over again, you need to have this form to me before noon Pacific Standard Time on Monday. You want to talk about my heart drops? And I'm sitting up here like all the shit that I have just gone through for the last two months <laughs> and like not even two months because I've been 40 for the last 45 days. The shit that I've gone through to get this house, the extra shit that they've asked me for, that the lender asked me for. Um, the very unethical things that I feel like being a black woman, being a black single mother, that they were asking me questions that I doubt that they would ask any other person or white single mother being 100 because I'm being asked to provide. And they're like, you know, I asked my girlfriend, like, yo, when you bought your first house and I know you were divorced from your husband and I was like, did they ask you for all of this stuff? And she was like, no. And, you know, they asked me for, you know, original child support statements and divorce decrees. And and I'm like, first of all, if I was married, that is something that I would have disclosed early on in the process, number one. Number two... If I were married and um, that is public knowledge, like you can find that those are public records. And so, you know, assume the assumption that I was, you know, to me, it felt like the assumption that I was uh, dishonest because the, like I said, at one point the lender had dropped the ball. Um, and I was very, very frustrated by this. And to me, it brought me back to a space where I, I, first of all, I lost my shit. I went off on a girl because I was like, no, 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 no. I did everything that I was supposed to do. I did all the right things. I did all those right things. I did. I had the instructions for the wire transfer for a month. I followed them to a T. I talked to three different people on three different occasions and got the same fucking answer about how to do this. I'm sorry, y'all. Like, I'm just reliving this process. But once I, you know, got to the finish line and the girl just pulled the rug from under my feet because it was a woman who emailed me back after I sent her the form and she was just like, oh, well, like, you know, sorry for the inconvenience. I'm like, this is not an inconvenience. You're causing me not to be, if you didn't send this money, I can't close on my house the day that I'm supposed to close on my house. This ain't just like you've misplaced a few hundred dollars. This isn't, I can't log into my account online. This isn't, you know, me not being able to just buy some sneakers. This is me buying my house. 
and y'all royally screwed this up because I did all the right things. And, you know, it brought me back to a space because when I finally told my um, girlfriend who has kind of gone through this whole process with me, along with, you know, some of my family, like my my sister knows, but I've just kind of been keeping more as I got further into it. I've kept more things close to the breast because, like I said, like I've had family members and friends who told me their stories about buying a home. And I'm just like, yo, we not in the same boat, like no shade and, you know, no, you, like no shade whatsoever. But we not talking about the same things. You get in a 100% gift for the down payment of your house. That ain't my situation. You um, saving for five years. That ain't my situation either. My situation was very different. It's very unique and it's very personal to me, just like anybody else's would be personal to them. So, but when people were trying to discourage me from doing this, it was just like, you're not going to be able to do it. That seems like it's too much. So I'm like, I didn't want to share this journey with anybody. So I called my girl who knew what I had gone through, who knew about it all. And I was just like, yo, (laughs) they didn't do it. And she was like, what? And I just cried. I was broke down in tears. And we were trying to figure stuff out. And the whole, this is my weekend. Like my whole weekend was trying to go to various, you know, banks to see, you know, I went to my other bank. I have, um, you know, a credit union here and a Chase account. And I was like trying to go to another bank to see if I could sort this out. Because, you know, I've transferred money from my other accounts into this third account. And I'm going to just be honest. It was a it was a, one of our banks for us by us, and they completely let me down. And I'm not going to say their name right now. Um, and if I've said it before, then it's too late. Y'all know who I'm talking about, but I'm not going to say it right now because still pretty raw. And I'm trying to, you know, I'm up early and I'm trying to make sure that I am still successful today. <clears throat> so, um. Yeah, I was just devastated and um, she doesn't do this to me, but it brought me back to a space This is where I'm leading up to where people are always like, you're so strong. You know, my non-black friends uh, and my black friends, you're just, you're a strong mama. You're such a strong woman. You're a strong young lady. And I'm just sitting up here like, strong to me is the world's excuse to treat black women subpar. Strong to me is the world's excuse to lay extra burdens on people to see, will this make you break? Strong to me is doing something that you know is going to hurt someone else, but you don't give a fuck because in your mind, you've determined that they're strong enough to come out on the other side of no matter what you do to them. And I've said for many, many years, I've said since I was a teenage girl, I hate being called strong. And then people are like, but Amber, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't, don't. And I'm like, no, 
I don't want to be called strong. You know why I don't want to be called strong? Because I knew at 15 years old, when people were calling me strong, it was because I was able to cry through something that someone else would have killed themselves for. I was able to keep a smile on my face when somebody else would have snapped. I was able to keep my composure when somebody else would have flown off, flown off the handle, flown, flown off the handle. Strong is your excuse to do something to me and then to not try to rectify it. That ain't the time no more. Stop calling black women strong as an excuse to treat them like shit. Stop calling black women strong when they are going through something that requires counseling, when they have been abandoned by their men, when they have been hurt by their employers, when they have been belittled in society, when they have been, we have all been humiliated, subjugated, raped, molested. Stop calling black women strong when you are intentionally putting us in situations that are causing us pain. This situation has frustrated me to no end because there was literally nothing I could do. And people were just like, man, you've gone through so much to get here. And it's just going to be so much sweeter. Just think about it. It's going to be so much sweeter when you hit that goal. Fuck that. Stop making things harder for us as black single mothers. I'm going to tell you right now, if you are a black girl, if you are a brown girl, if you are an Asian girl, if you are a Mexican girl, if you are an Indian girl, if you are an Australian girl, if you are an indigenous person to some community, if you are a white girl who is going through something that is just extremely heinous and you are looking for refuge, then look no further because I'm not going to say that, oh girl, you so strong for going through that. I'm going to say, open your heart and bear your soul and let's work through it. Yes, it is going to be hard. Yes, this process was hard. Like I'm about to be in tears right now because nobody was doing that for me. People were like, well, what can I do? You can't do a fucking thing unless you can make this right. And that's the thing that nobody wanted to make it right for for me. Nobody in in this whole process, I had to literally argue with people and ask people again and again, what does right look like? If if this were not me, this black girl, this black single mother, if this were not me, and you were talking to a an affluent white woman who was married, how would you handle her? If you were talking to a black woman who was married to a white man, how would you handle her? If you were talking to a black woman who was married to an affluent black man, how would you handle her? Because now you think that nobody's about to stand in the gap. So now I got to be those stereotypes because you want to treat me subpar or you don't want to do your job to its full extent or you want to try to fuck me over. 
Like me, I'm such a nice person that in this whole process, I've been trying to shield other people that should have been shielding me. Oh, well, giving, you know, giving uh, excuses. I'm sorry. I'm just like thinking faster than I'm talking. Um, giving excuses for my my first realtor. Oh, well, you know, I don't want to hurt a black man, even though that black man had no problem hurting me had no regard for setting me up for failure and not for success. But in my heart, in my mind, I'm like, I'm not going to hurt this black man and try to get his license snatched. Nope. I was like, I'm still going to recommend people to him. I'm still going to have his back. Do you think he had my back? Do you think he cared about my best interest? Hell no. Then the lender lender doing all this kind of shady shit not speaking to me because she and her feelings for whatever fucking reason had the nerve to tell me i don't know what i'm not saying to you but i've had perfect communication scores with all my past clients bitch i don't give a fuck if you had perfect community perfect attendance since you've been in elementary school i don't give a shit you have not communicated to me successfully because every single day I've had questions about basic shit and I've had to Google, YouTube, ask other people, ask other lenders. Does this look sound normal? Does this sound right? And they're like, you need to talk to your lender. I have. She don't answer me fully. So here's the thing. People saw that I did not have, I was doing this by myself. I'm working full time. I'm raising my son by myself. We're all at home together. It was a perfect storm of shenanigans and no, everybody thought that, oh, well, I ain't got to really do my best with her because she ain't got nobody that's going to cover her. So let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> if you're listening to this, Bree will fight for you. Bree's going to tell you where to go. Bree's going to tell you who to talk to and how to talk to them. Bree's going to tell you the questions to ask and how to and how to ask them. Bree's going to tell you the exact verbiage to use because I'm sick and tired of people treating me, black, a black woman, a black mother, like I am less than or treating me like it's okay to just lay your burdens on me and expect me to carry the load for you or carry an additional load to make my journey that much harder because you know what? You're so strong to do this. I couldn't do this. Oh, oh, and you know what? Thinking back a couple months ago, this white lady said to me, um, you are so strong to be a single mom and your your son's father lives in another state. And I didn't get into the whole thing with her. I just told her, she was like, oh, where's your son's yad? And I was like, oh, we're, you know, we're not married. He lives in this other state um, and he couldn't make it to the practice. It was, you know, basketball practice for kids. And, you know, our kids are small. They're four. And she said, God bless you. I don't know how you can work full time and be a single mom. Because I could not fathom doing that. She was like, I haven't worked since my kids were born. Bitch, if you don't leave me, like, I really wanted to tell her, if you don't leave me the whole fuck alone, 
and stop talking to me about how challenging your situation is when you have the luxury of sitting in your big house and while your husband goes off to work and you get to just get up. And I'm not saying that house being a homemaker is not hard work. What I'm saying is I am a homemaker a full-time employee. I have to be a fitness guru for myself. I have to be my own life coach. I have to be my own financial counselor. I have to be my own spiritual guide. I have to be my own, all of these things. And people get to say again, you're so strong because I would have lost it. Bitch, I don't have a choice (laughs) because the moment I lose it, everything else, I'm one one straw away from everything going to shit. So no, I'm not stronger than you. I don't have a choice but to keep my shit together. Because if I want to live the life that I have, if I want to live to, if I want to live the life that I'm dreaming of, then I have to keep my shit together. And I have to be quote on what you call strong because my child needs it. My family, me and my son are my family. My family needs me to keep it together. So I'm just saying, tell people to stop calling you strong. Don't be afraid of it. Don't embrace that shit as a compliment. No, I'm not strong. I have no choice. Because if, and I'm speaking to men who've done women wrong, women who've done men wrong. When you do something wrong to someone and you assume that, oh, they're strong enough to handle it. No, you're a piece of fucking trash. You're a piece of trash because you made the assumption that they could handle it instead of saying, I don't want to lay this extra burden on you. Let me tell you the truth. And the truth is this. The truth is I think that you are better than this and I'm not willing to do this to you. And I'm not willing to go down this road. And that may hurt them for a minute. And that might hurt for a second, but you're not asking them to carry a heavier burden. I wish my son's father would have told me back in the day, I don't want to do. And I'm not like I definitely want my son, but I wish he would have said, I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to lay this extra burden on you. Let me tell you what this is right now. Let me tell you how we can navigate this right now. But that takes that takes mental fortitude on their side. But what I'm saying is, don't come back and tell me, oh, you know, I shitted on you. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't there. I ain't help you out financially. I wasn't there for you mentally or emotionally. But you know, you strong whole fuck out of here hopefully y'all the next time you hear my voice i will be saying the magic words i am an official homeowner right now i am an unofficial homeowner but i have you know accepted my journey already in the meantime in between time um check me out on social media every lately or on my website www.brelately.com which I need to update I'm not gonna hold y'all up because I do I need to update that shit um so check me out there um tell me what you're thinking how you're feeling send me a message drop me a line um that's all I got for today because I got some stuff that I need to take care of I need to mentally prepare myself to share some words with my bank so that they can get their ish together this morning 
All right. Well, again, thank you for listening. You're the best part of this show. And I will check y'all out next time. Peace.